Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Pros. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. You know, we've got a great offensive line coach. Same one that, you know, we led to Power Five in Russian two years ago. And, yeah, the same one that everybody tries to get it when the season's over with. Um, off the field, I have several questions about what we're doing, how we're doing it, this, that, and other. I want to be conscious that I didn't want to overstep anybody's boundary as an offensive line coach. And uh, because we've got a really good one. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it's a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So we want to hear from you of everything in the sports world you want to talk about. Call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live and feedback after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors. And uh, Chris Gordy will join us here in a little bit. Actually, about an hour, say a little bit. I guess it is a little bit, depending on who you're talking to. So. No, an hour goes by fast. So, yes, definitely. It'll, yeah, it'll be in a little bit. Yeah, because I was thinking about yesterday and just, you know, sometimes certain shows just go by so fast you don't even realize it. But, you know, that's what you do when you have fun. And that's what the old adage goes, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, so we try to do that here on Out of Bounds. Which you get, by the way, I guess did we? I had some texts and some tweets about it. There's like this federal like EAS emergency alert systems test that happened like at 120 to 150 across the entire nation. Is yeah, that right? Yes, and it actually happened a little bit early because uh, we had. Um, it seemed like maybe we got kicked off the air for like a few seconds or whatever and uh it was around 118 it was supposed to be 120 mm-hmm. but it was not precise it happened a little bit early oh, i was wondering because uh, i had it here on my phone and i had my apple watch and suddenly it just started blowing up it started going crazy so i was like is there an amber alert around here i just assumed that's what it was but then i remember i was like oh yeah i saw that the, the federal uh, eas test that they were doing across the board uh, happened uh, around that time, and I guess it's going to still happen. So if you were one of those that were wondering what was going on, that's why. That's why they're just doing a national test. Uh, but uh, we have a few people who have already been chiming in here on our Asher Record Live fan feedback. comes from Freddie Five Spins, Sweet Pig. All right, Freddie Five Spins, it's been a minute. He says, fellas, OMG, B-Ball is almost here, but let's go raise money line today. I'm telling you, son. This UEFA soccer man is cake. Build these minus 150 lines for parlays that hit and boost. Both teams to score over half goals in the first half, over two and a half goals. I think the Marlins come back tonight. I have nothing to lose. I don't know. Might take the money line or plus one and a half main. Let's get it. Waka flocka, pour one out, and peace. Yeah, UAE soccer scores, they've been uh, public here lately. Wonder why. There's a guy named Cristiano (laughs) Ronaldo that plays in the league, so now... They're putting those scores out there. And maybe it's more noticeable now just because he's playing there. Maybe the scores have been there all along. But it seems like uh, there was a different ticker where, uh, you know, you saw those scores and didn't necessarily notice them before. Yeah, I've heard of him. I've heard he's pretty good at the whole soccer thing and uh, can, can bring a lot of attention for not only the game itself and the brand itself, but also for money-making purposes, too. So uh, that's why I use Bet Saracen because they got all of that going on for you at the Bet Saracen app. And also, Lee 
says on the Ash Rigger, I fan feedback says, some dogs getting it done yesterday in the playoffs, but Corbin Burns of the Brewers screwed me on the strikeout prop. Also just pissed me off watching the Brewers last night and how much hot garbage the NL Central is. <laughs> Used to get two teams in every postseason, it seemed like. Acre hit on it, and we both hate the Brewers, and he can actually respects the Birds. Also wish the Cardinals hired Skip Schumacher over Marmol. Uh, he was a part of the winning mentality of those Cardinals from the 9 to 12 teams. Look what he's done with the Miami Marlins this year. Yeah, that sounds like a little... Uh, of course, there's disappointment with the Cardinals, but uh, a little bit of missing out there, and you probably don't want to see the Brewers do well. Maybe you were able to take some, some joy in that, but then when it comes to your money, money trumps everything, so if you had a wager placed on the Brewers or player props or whatever, you definitely wanted to see that happen. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Clayton is in Little Rock. What's up, Clayton? How you guys doing today? Good. Doing well, great. Uh, well, guys, I wanted to touch on, uh, first off, I'd take the Hogs uh, this week. Plus 11.5 seems like a lot of points to me. Um, I don't see them winning, but I see them covering. But and I kind of dressed this up. I'd called in uh, this morning on the morning show about uh, Coach Sam Pittman. Um, I love Sam Pittman. I think he is a wonderful human being. He's a great guy. Uh, but to succeed and what we're going to have to see from him, I think everybody agrees, is, is a change in the way his demeanor is. Not being so much of a friend to the coaches, more so being more of a leader and be hurt, but that's not his personality, and I think that's what I think will be his demise. And what I mean by that is, so he goes in, he starts being more constructive, you know, uh, pushing these players, these coaches to be, you know, basically being mean, which you got to be to succeed at this level. Um, and a lot of these coaches are going to look at him like, this is not the coach who I signed up for, the players. This is not the scholarship I signed the play up for. So I. That's my opinion on Coach Pittman. Um, I think I truly believe that's going to end up being his demise because how do you regain that locker room when a when a coach who you signed for is not the same person that you were there for? I, I just think he was meant to be a position coach. That's who he is. Players love him. I think that's going to be his demise. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that because I don't know how you can change a guy's personality, change a guy' demeanor, who he is, and then get that same buy-in from the players and the coaches who signed up for a different person and I'm just curious on what y'all's thoughts are on that and I'll hang up and listen Alright Appreciate it Clayton, thanks for calling in man uh, Joe, I don't know about you but I kind of feel like with the Sam Pittman's mentality, which I know we've discussed he's a guy that just seems to be a guy that everyone loves and everyone respects, even players or coaches or whatever and I, I don't know. I feel like if he's hiring coaches, when he hired Barry Odom, when he hired Kendall Bryles, uh, when he was first the head coach, I don't think that those guys would have come into that situation if they didn't already know who Sam Pittman was and already felt like, hey, this is somebody that I could coach for. And not only that, but to coach with him for, what was it, three straight years for those two coordinators where one of them was a head coach in Odom and Kendall Bryles, of course, was an up-and-coming offensive coordinator. So, I, I don't know, maybe not for every coach, but I feel like a lot of these coaches already know who Sam Pittman is and what type of coach he is, especially at this point in time when they hire him. I don't think they get in expecting anything different out of him when, when they know him already as a person. They have connections, and that's what every coach, and, and some of this, you know, some of the networking and whenever hires are made, it's because there are connections. And even if you don't have a personal connection to the coach that you end up hiring, you know someone that knows that coach, and uh, and maybe there's a feeling out process from there, or maybe there's an introduction from somebody that you know that that coach knows. So, yeah, these these guys they network, they all know each other, and um, as far as Sam Pittman being the nice guy, now he's addressed that also, which he said in the beginning he was the guy that he wanted everybody to like to like him, whether it was players, coaches. But he does realize with being a head coach, it changes your role, and sometimes you do have to make those tough decisions, and you do have to be the bad guy in some situations. Yeah, that's what makes uh, some of the great coaches the best coaches. Uh, if you think about uh, I know the ultimate comparison is Nick Saban, which, of course, he's more of just the, the guy that's above and beyond everybody else. But each and every coach that's out there that's had high-level success, they've had... I think at least the the abilities to do both to be able to 
be there and, and have the, the nice guy formula whenever it's needed or necessary, but also to have this swift kick in the pants type of mentality that a lot of coaches have. And But I also feel like every coach is different, Joe. I mean, you hear stories like just if we're looking at college football, you know, thinking about somebody like like an Urban Meyer, you know, and, and when you watch that special and and knowing about how he won championships, but man, he was he was pretty brutal at times. But then you also hear about somebody like uh, a coach I really like, Pete Carroll, who I'm not saying that he's never gotten mad ever, but he's more of that kind of player's coach and more of a guy that's more chill and relaxed, and he's had some of the highest level of success you'll ever have. So there's different personalities that fit different coaches. It's just a matter of. Uh, how how do you manage? How do you handle? How do you know how to get the most out of your players? I feel like that's sometimes easier said than done, and a lot of times it's not about the personality. It's just about can they relate and can they build that relationship with those players and those coaches. And speaking of Pete Carroll and the way that coaches interact with coaches, players, Pete Carroll, uh, like a lot of times you'll see players that they're become coaches that have been removed from the game just by a few seasons or whatever, and like like Dan Campbell, for example, and he's still actively getting on the field with the players and doing certain drills and, and just teaching from that standpoint. Pete Carroll is a coach that's been in it for a long time, and he is one of the older coaches in the NFL. Maybe, he may be the oldest coach in the NFL right now, but he still does some of that where he gets on the field with the players, and uh, he's he's running drills where he's the quarterback, and he's kind of scrambling around, and he has the defense moving with the receivers to see if he can complete passes. And, and that's interesting to see from a coach like Pete Carroll where he'll still get on the field and do some of that. Yeah, he's 72 years old. Like That's incredible. 72 years old and still is able to be active like that. And uh, I know that people think of him as one of the elite coaches, but it's almost like, I don't know, Joe, I feel like sometimes he almost gets underrated a little bit. Just I don't know if it's because it's out on the West Coast or maybe it's just because of uh, you know they think about all these other coaches and whatnot. But what he's he's one of is it just three four coaches who have won a national championship in college football and a Super Bowl as a head coach. And I mean, for that reason, yeah, he can't be underrated ever because yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he took a USC football program that really wasn't it was it was still a great program. Don't get me wrong, but he elevated it to a whole new level and uh, a level that really hasn't been seen by any team out there in the West Coast in, in quite some time and got some of the best players. And when he made the move to the NFL, he just picked up right where he left off. He's still a great coach. I still love the guy. Really love the guy. On the on the Manning cast, they were having some fun, too, when he was playing quarterback and he was completing some of those passes. They're like, hmm. yeah, Pete, you, you're moving around. You're moving good and everything, but there's no rush coming at you at all. <laughs> so he's the quarterback, and he's just out there running around, moving, scrambling, and making these throws. He, he even did one that was kind of like a no-look pass. But it's like, <laughs> you don't have any rush coming at you. So as the quarterback, that's not reality. That's not how, how it usually works. Yeah, well, listen, it'd be funnier, I think, if he uh, did get out there with a little bit of pass rush, if that ever happened. But, uh, yeah, I I think that he's a, a guy that, honestly, Joe, I, the fact that he's been at, at Seattle as long as he has, not to say that I was expecting him to get fired or that he, you know, he would just move on to another job. But knowing that the way it ended at USC and kind of the stuff that from the NCAA that was happening and him moving on, I thought that there would always be a chance to where he'd go back. But he's still going strong and is still yet to retire. So, uh, again, he's he's a coach that shows you that different personalities can have high-level successes. He's a different type of coach than what Jimmy Johnson was you know, or, or Barry Switzer or any of those coaches that ended up having success in both the NFL and college are just different coaches, different personalities, and it works out. Uh, let's see, from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, from the 501 says, how many of Sam Pittman's original staff are still on board at this point in time? Well, if I believe it's the running back coach, Jimmy Smith, Scott Fountain, the special teams coach, as well as, uh, actually, that actually may be it. It's just those, if I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I think that's it at this point in time. It's just the running back coach and the special teams coach are the only ones that are from the original uh, coaching staff that was hired back then. But then again, Joe, it's like, that's not surprising considering, you know, assistant coaches, usually you don't want them to stay for too long because either one, that means that uh, they're not having the success or maybe don't have what it takes to get to the next level and be able to promote themselves. Or two, they are leaving to promote themselves so they can get to a better position and get to a better job. So that's not uncommon. Also, some of the changes that Coach Pittman made, it was for recruiting purposes. He didn't feel like certain coaches were recruiting at a certain level to get the players there. 
And that's a big part of the job, not just coaching on the field, but getting the players there to begin with. And uh, there were some changes made because of that. Yeah, and also from the uh, 972, it says, Pittman's a fantastic guy. What and how he says things are not consistent with the team's and individuals' performances. There's a disconnect somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I think that that's been brought up many times, too, as far as what Pittman says. And, you know, things like, oh, I, you know, I love this type of the part of the team and that part of the team. And uh, even though he did say there was concerns with the, with the offensive line from the get-go and some concerns about some other things, uh, I think that that's not necessarily, uh, you know, saying that, oh, he's lying to everybody. But we also know how coaches do it, man. Coaches, I mean, they're they're going to approach it in different ways. Very seldom, unless it's like Steve Spurrier. Uh, a lot of times they're just going to be like, hey, you know, we, we I really like this. I really like my team. I really like, you know, we're improving. We're getting this done. We're having this success. I think that that's just what a lot of coaches are going to do. And you can call it sugarcoating. You can call it coach speak. You can call it. Uh, anything like that, but uh, I, I just feel like that's something that a lot of coaches do. It's just when you don't see it, then it kind of looks like there's some sort of disconnection. Steve Spurrier had one of the funniest things he's ever said about players and relating to them. He said that he's had players that have made mistakes on the field and made same mistakes over and over, and uh, he told a story where he pulled a player over one time and said, hey, you know, you, you made another mistake, but don't worry about it. That's not your fault. It's our fault for recruiting you and getting you here. <laughs> oh man, see that's uh, oh, that's why I love Steve Spurrier. Just never had a filter, never had a care in the world. Was just gonna say whatever's on his mind. Need more of that in sports. And that's motivating. That can be motivating yeah. for a player to say that. Wait a minute, they thought I was good enough from the beginning, and then I'm not showing that I'm I'm good enough, and now he's even letting me know that I'm not good enough. That can be motivating. Yeah, well, whatever it was, it always worked out because everywhere he went, he had success and had some really good teams. So something was working out for him. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Joe is in Little Rock. What's up, Joe? Hey, gentlemen, how are y'all? Good. Doing good. Well, uh, John and Joe, I just wanted to uh, make a comment. I've been listening to calls today, and not that I agree or disagree with all of them, but uh, the gentleman that just called, and I know he's he meant well, and he's probably a, a diehard Razorback fan like we all are. But when he used the word demise three or four or five times, that, you know, be careful with that. That's a very, very strong word. Uh, you know, he was saying that Coach Pittman comes across as being nice. And, well, I've heard him, you know, even looks, you know, like a, it comes across like a teddy bear, you know, like a father figure and all that. That is one side of him, but I have from, I've I've heard this from very reliable sources that know firsthand that he goes off not just this year, last year, the last two years or three years. He goes off on coaches and players, and he will use certain choice words, okay, and uh, to get his point across. And yesterday was an offensive line uh, example day. He went off. Okay? And he got his point across. So, you know, here's the deal. We all thought that, and I still believe this, Coach Pittman was hired to be uh, a guy five or six years. And then he would either retire and go to the foundation or he'd go to his lake house in Hot Springs. And I still think that's going to happen. I think maybe at the end of next year or the next year, he will retire, maybe go to the foundation. But when someone uses that word, this uh, demise, be careful because they really don't know what's going on. And that's all I got. Hey, I hey Joe, Joe, uh, since yeah. you brought that up, do you think that same scenario is possible at the end of this season? You, you know, you said five or six years, but you think that maybe it could be expedited and it happens at the end of this season? I think it would be his. I think it would it would have to be his idea mainly, okay? I, I really do. Uh, you know, he, he may, he, you know, he's 62, three years old. About my, I'm, I'm, he's a few years younger than me. He may say, hey, Hunter, let's just do this now. Because he loves this state. He loves the University of Arkansas. And um, uh, he'll do the best for it. That sounds, that sounds right. That sounds about uh, kind of... 
some of the thoughts that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Coach Nolan Richardson used to always make this statement: "All sickness is not death." Okay, and and my high school coach used to say, "Nothing is ever as bad as it seems, or as good as it seems. It lies somewhere in between." And I think this is a perfect example of that. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, appreciate the phone call, Joe. And uh, keep trying to echo your point. I can. Also, know just from some of the practices that I've seen at Arkansas, which again, it's like 20 minutes in fall camp, so you get to see stretching and whatnot. But there were occasions where Sam Pittman did get after some people. And I'm talking about even in year one. Like, I mean, it, it was that. But I think where a lot of fans can come from, or at least not all, but some, look at it as all right, well, you know, you see. Nick Saban losing his mind on the sidelines on some people. Or you saw Bobby Petrino losing his mind on the sidelines some people. You know, you sound very fiery, very passionate, very, you know, screaming at people and all that. Sam Pittman just doesn't do that. It's just not his thing. But I don't think that that means that every practice he somebody screws up or somebody does, someone does something wrong. Just like, well, golly shucks. Well, I guess we'll just have to, uh, that's okay. You, you know, you'll be all right. We'll just try again tomorrow. Like, I, I don't. I don't buy that either. I think there's just a lot of things that maybe we don't get to see in practice or at least on a day-to-day basis that, uh, you know, people can just see at games and they make assumptions that, oh, it's just the way it is because that's what we see on the sidelines during games. There are different coaching styles, and you can make it work whatever your coaching style is. Now, on the other side of that, in games, we've seen Sam Pittman get after the reps, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's been – something that has been uh, a complaint about other coaches at times that you never see them having their teams back and getting after the refs. Sam Pittman does that. Hey, he, we've seen it, and uh, he sometimes probably said some choice words that Razorback fans also had to say about those officials, too. But we're keeping it moving here on a wide open Wednesday. Great phone calls and messages. Keep them coming, folks, at 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds on a wide open Wednesday coming up. The Buzz is proud to bring you college football talk with Mark May every Thursday morning on Morning Mayhem. Brought to you by Edwards Food Giant, The Meat People, and by Dugan's Pub, located in the River Market. Center. Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson met with the media yesterday and talked about the offensive struggles. Uh, that's pretty frustrating at times, of course. I mean, just knowing that uh, a lot of uh, talent on the offensive side of the ball and when things not going our way, it kind of gets frustrating at times. But, I mean, it's football. I mean, it, it's, it's a roller coaster. I mean, so we want, the main thing, we want to try to take control of the roller coaster and stay level-headed, stay neutral. The Arkansas offense will try to get back on track Saturday against Ole Miss at 630. For more updates on Arkansas football, listen to Sam Pittman Live tonight at 7 o'clock on The Buzz. I'm Christian Weaver with The Buzz Radio Network. What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, I'm Trey Reed from the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission, inviting you to join me every Wednesday morning for the latest news from the great outdoors. It's brought to you by Arts Marine in North Little Rock, now under new ownership, but with the same familiar faces and incredible service you've known for years, plus the area's best selection of boating parts and supplies. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors are true. Your favorite sports bar is coming to North Little Rock. Brewski's is proud to announce a second location is coming to the Lakewood Shopping Center. And it won't be too long where you can get the same great pub grub, happy hour specials, and late night fun when it comes to North Little Rock. Voted the number one sports bar in Little Rock for the last four years to catch all the games all year long. Get ready, North Little Rock. Brewski's North is coming soon. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Hello, folks. This is Frank Fletcher from the Riverfront Steakhouse. Well, I know you've heard about our amazing specials on Thursday night. Well, we've got a new one this week. This Thursday night, we're going to have prime rib. Buy one, get one free. Here's the deal. 
12 ounce prime rib cooked the way you like it. Serve with our great mashed potatoes for $29.75. Buy one, get one free. This offer is good Thursday night. Folks, this is a great value. This is going to be under 30 bucks for two people. So for $15 each, you can have a super, super night at the Riverfront Steakhouse. This is going to be very popular, so please call for reservations, 371-9000. Folks, come out and enjoy this buy one, get one free this Thursday night. You can add our famous salad bar for only $6. As you know, we have the area's largest salad bar with over 30 items, including shrimp. Remember, this is a great value for this Thursday night. Please come see us at the Riverfront Steakhouse and enjoy our buy one, get one free. Thanks. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. The Powerball jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $1 billion. So, what would you do if you won? I'd buy a baseball team. Ooh, I would definitely buy my mom a Tesla so that she can drive cool, look cool. If I won a jackpot, I'll start a cooking school for the youth in the city. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Powerball jackpot of more than $1 billion. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down goal to go, just outside the five. In the gun, KJ bad snap, balls on the ground. Jefferson picks it up, rolling right. Got a man, touchdown Arkansas. Armstrong in the back of the end zone. The snap hit the turf. KJ never panicked, picked it up, rolled right. And the throw was right on the money. On 103.7 The Buzz. <laughs> Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. The Razorback Boosts are available on Bet Saracen and also Red Wolves Boosts. So check out those Arkansas specials on Bet Saracen where you can get a closer look at the Razorbacks taking on Ole Miss. And Arkansas State taking on Troy. They, the Arkansas specials are there. Also, double our prop bets. And you get great in-game prop bets and specials on the Bet Saracen app. Any of the games that you're looking for to wager on, there's MLB, NFL, college football. Everything is available there on the Bet Saracen app. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store, download the Bet Saracen app. Be sure to check out the video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. John Neighbors live from the Holiday Inn Express here in Fayetteville off of Weddington. Joe Franklin back in the Hogsmeade Market Studios. And uh, it's funny, we got a, a message on our Asher Record Live fan feedback, and I'm not coming after him, but I just find it funny because I knew this was going to be asked because it gets asked really every day. But once again, from Rome, it says, uh, will the red-white game in basketball be televised tonight? And if so, what channel? The answer to that question is no. It will not be televised. It is not being streamed. It's not even on radio. It's not even going to be on 103.7 The Buzz. If you want to know or want to see this game, you have to go there in person. The mission is free, though. So you won't have to worry about paying for anything just to get in. But uh, it will not be there. But I'll tell you what. If you want to give get all the latest and up-to-date info on what's going on in the red-white game, just follow me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors because I'm going to be there and I'm going to be live-tweeting it and checking it out. So uh, that'll be uh, one, of, one of the ways to do it. But, yeah, no streaming, no video, no audio, no nothing. It's just there. That's all it is. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the phone lines once again. J.K.'s in Fairfield Bay. What's up, J.K.? Hey, guys, I just saw an interview with Brock Purdy. And can you imagine this guy was Mr. Irrelevant? Two quarterbacks get hurt in front of him, 
And he's got he's got Christian McCaffrey and all kinds of weapons. Can you imagine? This is almost like a you could write a story about this if it ends with a Super Bowl. I think they have the talent to go to the Super Bowl, Joe. What do you think? I'll hang up. I appreciate it, J.K. Yeah, they definitely have the talent. And um, it's something that you don't necessarily want to put on him because he is so young in his career. But if he is able to go on and do great things because of where he was drafted, the comparisons will be made to Tom Brady because of, you know, Mm -hmm. a quarterback that was drafted later in in, uh, some of the late rounds and maybe the talent was slept on and the way that they went about it got into the game and got into the lineup due to injury to the next quarterback and got in there and really showcased what they could do. So, uh, you know, the blueprint is laid there. And if he does go on to have success, win Super Bowls, those comparisons will be made from that standpoint. Now, not not talking about statistically and him being able to play as long as Brady and, and do other things that Tom Brady did in the game. But if he is able to go on and have that ultimate success and win a Super Bowl, those comparisons will be made. Well, what's also crazy about him is that, of course, he played at Iowa State, and he was first-team All-Big 12 in 2020 and 2021. But even coming out of high school, he was just a three-star player out of Quinn Creek, Arizona. And he was six foot one, didn't have a whole lot of scholarship offers, ended up at Iowa State. So you could even say before he even got to the NFL, and uh, even in his college days, he ended up proving himself there. But in high school, a lot of people you know, doubted him. Because I, I don't know about, like, uh, you know Tom Brady and his stars, or all that. But he played at Michigan. You know, like if you're if you're going to be the quarterback at Michigan, especially during that time, you had to be uh, at least somewhat highly regarded coming out of high school. But uh, Brock Purdy to be doubted at least in a lot of ways and proving himself in college, and then even when he proved himself in college a little bit, not enough to get drafted high, and him to come into the NFL and having success. It's like a true. Feel good American sports story is what Brock Purdy's really all about. Going into his last year, he was expected to get drafted high. And then Iowa State, they had a lot of talent, and they didn't have the season that they expected to have. And unfair, unfairly, a lot of that went on to Brock Purdy to say that he wasn't playing at a certain level because the team didn't perform at a certain level. But uh, going into that last season, there were high expectations. He was expected to get drafted high and then when the team didn't perform well all that kind of went away for him yeah i mean he, he's definitely on a on a great path right now he's only 23 years old too you gotta, I gotta keep reminding myself of that like he's still a kid and he's out there doing these things and having uh the best or being at least on the best team right now in the nfl and probably the team that looks to have the best odds of winning the super bowl but he's doing a great job of it it's pretty fun to to see uh, him grow and to him get that opportunity and making the most of it, because I'm sure a lot of a lot of players and a lot of quarterbacks, especially, would dream of having an opportunity like that. But to step up into that role at such a young age and uh, having a huge expectation or huge uh, load put on your shoulders, he's carrying himself very well, and that's big for him. Let's see the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Also, uh, a lot of people have been talking about when we were discussing Sam Pittman. And whatnot. Uh, this comes from the 501. Says, uh, so I wonder how long it would take for us to have the same conversations we had in 2017. I didn't think it'd be this too soon. Well, he's a nice guy. I'd love to have a beer with him, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can really uh, make that comparison just yet. I mean, you a little bit because he's talking about Brett Bielema. I think more so than anything. But it's it's definitely where Bielema had, uh, I guess, like a rainbow, if you will, of an arc when he was at, when he was at Arkansas. He started off terrible. At three and nine, zero and eight in conference, and the next year he goes seven and six, two wins in SEC, and then his third year goes five and three in the SEC. Granted, he did lose two games in non-conference, going seven and five, but he, he felt like he maybe he got some things figured out. And then they went seven and six the next year, but only had three wins in conference play, and then in his final year, four and eight. So uh, I think what's at least helped Pittman out a little bit, and why I still think that he is in a better position and a much more respected coach than what Brett Bielma was, is because. He came into the, a much worse situation and has won three SEC games every year he's been coached. Granted, you know, went from nine wins to seven wins last year, and we'll see what this year plays out. But uh, I don't, I don't think that there's uh, anything about Red, uh, Sam Pittman that is just more like, oh, he's losing the team like Brett Bielema may have lost. I think it's just a matter of is it the fit? Is it something for assistant coaches? Is it just a problem with the culture? Whatever it is, it, it may just be a slightly different than what it was in 2017. 
It, it has more to do with something that you've mentioned a few times, John, where it's like you've built upon wins every year, and then you can't go from increasing the win total each year and then taking a step back you know, from there because getting a raise and, and having everybody on board with what you're doing is, is part of the steps along the way where everybody did feel good and now they're not feeling so good because it looks like the school, the, the team, it's taking a step back, then that's when you'll have people on the outside that are unhappy. And if people on the outside are unhappy, it's only a matter of time before people on the inside hmm. are unhappy. Yeah, and I even hate to make the comparison to just looking at it from coach's perspective. Like you think when Houston Nutt was here and the, his first year and two years, first two years of his coaching career at Arkansas, Arkansas had great years, uh, comparatively speaking, where they finally kind of broke through in the SEC and had success and had a great thing going. But then once Sterner and Lucas and all those players that were part of Danny Ford's class left, it took a pretty significant step back in when they barely made a bowl game in 2000, went to the Vegas Bowl and got blown up by UNLV. But what happened after that? After, the, after they went down a little bit, after having those expectations, they bounced back because there was this guy named Matt Jones and a lot of other players surrounding him where they were able to be competitive again. They won the West. They won eight, nine games. But then after some of those players left, had a dip again where back-to-back losing seasons for Arkansas and five wins and four wins, people were mad again. They are like, we want this guy gone. We're sick of it. But how did he respond? Boom. Comes back, wins ten, ten games the next year. So but my point is, is like looking at Pittman, if you're going to have that big win of the season or a big season with a lot of wins, you got to have a response to it. Like sometimes bad years are going to happen. You're going to have step backs. Like it's going to happen. As much as everyone would love to have it at Arkansas where you're just winning nine games every year, it's tough to do. But it's a matter of, okay, when things get bad or when things are tough, how do you respond? How do you fix it? How do you adjust? And last year was a disappointment for everybody. This was supposed to be the year where you adjusted. This was supposed to be the year where you fix those issues. And so far this year, we just haven't seen them fixed. And that's just going to be like, okay, well, you had a bad year last year. You're supposed to respond in kind, and you just haven't done it this season. It's a wonder where that that mindset came from, though, that you know people were thinking that it was going to be so much better this year because there was a lot of unknown. So, so how would there be the expectation that it was going to be so much better with so much unknown? Not only with the coaching staff, because there was turnover there, but as we've seen in college football, the rosters change quite a bit. And sometimes that change is for the better, and it will increase win totals and make the team better. But when it's unknown, sometimes you're going to get where the team does not look as good, and that's part of what should be expected. You expect the team to either look better because they made these changes or you don't expect them to look as good because you think about the losses from the roster standpoint, players that have moved on, players that have moved to the next level, players that have transferred out. So mm-hmm. there was so much unknown. Just don't know where that came from from the beginning that they were supposed to be so much better this year. I guess for me, though, because I'm one of the ones that believed it would be better, and again, rightfully or wrongfully, I think a lot of it came from you were like literally dead last in pass defense last year. So, hey, that's got to improve. I, I think that knowing you still have KJ, you still have Rocket, you still have these pieces that were so important last year, uh, and keeping him healthy, like that was going to be improved. I felt like the D-line overall with what they did in depth was going to be improved. I think that, that there's been truth to it. They have improved, but it's like, you know, I feel like it's almost like when you're trying to plug up holes in a leaky bucket. It's like when you, when you plug up one, some other one pops out, and it's like you got to get it all together. you got to get the flooding to stop happening or the leaking to stop happening. And they, Arkansas just hasn't done it yet. But we're continuing on here on a wide-open Wednesday on Out of Bounds. We'll have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service coming up next, as well as more of your phone calls and messages. So you better stay with us here on Out of Bounds. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. 
Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 1037 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Doublebee's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Doublebee's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Doublebee's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and Straight talk. Big O Tires. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Coach, I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. On 1037 The Buzz. everybody listening in and i gotta tell you though folks that duck season is just around the corner all this rain that's been happening not only in the central arkansas area but i was driving up here to fayetteville rain everywhere but not just rain cooler temperatures isn't it nice isn't it nice we know that you think it's even mississippi state and that game in fayetteville it's gonna be like 60 degrees as a high so with that we know that duck season's just around the corner and as always max prairie wings is going to have you covered for each and everything that you could possibly fathom whether it comes to the great deal that they have with the purchase of a Thor boat, motor, and trailer package, you receive a $2,000 max gift card just for getting that package alone. 
You can also check out some of the new firearms that they have, like the Beretta A3312 gauge, just $799, or the Weatherby 18i 3.5-inch 12-gauge Super Mags, starting at just $749. And with all of that, when it comes to the firearms, when it comes to the boat, motor, and trailer package, don't forget about you having the ultimate vantage point when it comes to your hunting it's all about getting that muddy skybox 20 foot double rails ladder stand which is sturdy and spacious on sale for 189.99 so many different deals going on at max prairie wings so with hunting season around the corner don't miss out get ahead of the game and head over there right now in stuttgart and you can also check them out today at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. Max Prairie Wings, the hunt begins here. It is out of bounds, and we have a lot of things happening today as uh, we got the Razor Hog update presented by True Service coming up here in just a second to give you some updates on some things happening in Razorback land. But uh, I wanted to bring up a few texts. This one is actually from Chase. And on our Southern Structural Solutions text line, first-time texter. I guess we can start saying that these days. But Chase says uh, he's at Bowen Law School in Little Rock. Congratulations, Chase. He says, thoughts on Thursday night football? Bears or commanders, what are y'all taking? Personally, it's hard for me to consider a quarterback like Justin Fields a, quote, generational talent when he hasn't won a game in 14-something weeks. But how are y'all feeling about it? Ooh, um, I just think for me personally, I would probably go with the Commanders because the Bears seem like an absolute dumpster fire right now. But, uh, I mean, that's the thing about those Thursday night games. Sometimes they can get pretty wild in uh, different ways. And who knows, maybe this is when the Bears can kind of have some good luck go their way this time. Yeah, it, everything would point to the Commanders. Uh, Bears played a lot better in, in the game that they just played on Sunday. And uh, Justin Fields played really well, but it's not just about Justin Fields. It's things going wrong in other areas. And so, um, yeah, you would have to say advantage commanders, but wouldn't be surprised if the Bears were able to maybe get over the hump at some point because they are they seem to be playing a little bit better and um, based off the last game. So they're going to break through at some point and. Maybe it happens on Thursday night. Yeah, I think Bet Saracen has them as uh, Washington six-point favorites in this game. Barrison at 0-4. Commanders are at 2-2. Two and two. So uh, them being the home game, that is Washington. Maybe maybe that's the way they can have success. But, yeah, that'll happen tomorrow night on Prime Video. So be sure uh, to check it out. Commanders and look so much better fight. than the oh, Bears, though. They So far this season, do. the Commanders, if, if you look at even their last game, where they go to overtime with the Eagles... And the Eagles, in, in most people's eyes, are one of the better teams in the NFC, if not the NFL as a whole. And it's a division game. It's a rivalry. But the Commanders had a chance to win that game against one of the better teams in the NFL. So, they, you know, they're sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Record could be better, but they played well. Do you think it's a lot of it's, if, well, I mean, it's always a change, but like Eric Bieniemy, you know, how much of a difference has he really made uh, for the offense, it seems like he has, at least just in the few short games amount of he's been doing it, but that was kind of the big move is how would Eric Bieniemy, a guy known with the Chiefs for so many years and uh, missed out on some head coaching jobs, how's he doing? And how, how big of an impact has he had on that offense? Oh, he's had a big-time off uh, impact on the offense. And play calling matters. We see that play calling matters all throughout football. <laughs> Eric Bieniemy is one of the better play callers. And then you're working with a young quarterback, and this was something that was was needed and it, it seems like a perfect fit so far you know, what they're able to do with Eric Bieniemy and and the play calling the creativity Sam Howell how he is as an athlete being able to move around it it seems like a good fit also from the Southern Structural Solutions text line Angry Hog says whatever happened to Midnight Madness and how do we get it back uh it used to be a thing i think they stopped doing it Maybe I think the last time they did it was under Mike Anderson one time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it was something that was cool, but you know, you also got to remember during a time of Razorback basketball, especially with Nolan Richardson, they were kind of known for the Midnight Madness, and you know, football really wasn't as great, and there wasn't as much access to watch the teams as much. And I think it was a much bigger deal where you could pack out twenty thousand people for Midnight Madness, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's something that's just a. It's a matter of what coaches want to do, if I'm not mistaken. And 
because uh, you have a certain day that you can start it. Uh, Must has you know, usually had him, I believe, red-white games have been on Sundays. So to have this on a Wednesday, may, there's some sort of reason why, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. Maybe that's something to where one year, maybe they bring it back, see how it goes. But I think it's more about, hey, you can't, during the school year and during uh, certain times, it may not be as easy to have it uh, happening at midnight and having the crowds like you would previously, like you would having it on a Wednesday night, for instance, at 630. It's all about trends. That was the trendy thing to do at one time where it was done all throughout college basketball. And now you see teams taking different approaches. Maybe they want to do something unique to the school. We've seen schools that have had these games outside. We've seen them have them in, in different locations. So it's it's more that's the new trend. What can you do that's unique to the school? And something that Arkansas is doing that's unique is holding it in in uh, Barnhill Arena, which is a more intimate setting. Yeah. It's still, I, I, I wish I knew... Joe, like what it was like going to games there, because obviously by the time I could go to games or at least remember going to games, it was always been Bud Walton Arena. But just knowing like what the stories my dad have said or like, you know, listeners that hear on, on the show and talking about what that atmosphere was like in its heyday uh, is, is something that's truly special. I know that that's probably, if not one of the biggest reasons they do it at Barnhill is not just to mix it up a little bit, but for the nostalgia of a lot of those fans that grew up with the Eddie Sutton days and the early Norman Richardson days of those hostile environments of Barnhill Arena, just have basketball in there. I know they still have uh, gymnastics and volleyball and uh, other sports, but to actually have a, a basketball game and basketball practice, and just some, there's something to it, I'm sure, that's nostalgic for a lot of those fans. It, it's one of those things where uh, it definitely doesn't have the same effect, but... YouTube is where everybody goes mm-hmm. to see old clips or, or old games. And uh, the one that Arkansas UNLV classic game when you had the uh, highly ranked teams matched up against each other. And Arkansas kind of took one where UNLV was able to do whatever they wanted to do. But um, to get a feel for the environment of being in Barnhill Arena, YouTube, that's that's the answer these days. <laughs> Yeah, thankfully uh, there is a guy named War Machine 2013 is his username on YouTube, folks. If you haven't heard of him, you need to go check him out because I'm not—I don't know how he does it, but he has highlights from almost every Razorback football and basketball game you could ever think of. Like just incredible to see what he has. So thankfully for that, because you can at least appreciate some of the spirit of those old games, especially for the younger generation that don't remember uh, them or at least get a chance to see some of the historical things there too. But hey, we're already up against it. Two hours have flown by. We got the third hour of Out of Bounds coming up next. And Chris Gordy, going to talk to him not only some uh, some college football, some NFL, but some Major League Baseball too. I have feelings about the playoffs right now, but we're going to keep it moving in the third hour of Out of Bounds here on a Wide Open Wednesday is next. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. The shelter agent Paul Killingsworth and Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, 